0: Alright, this is the final percent podcast live from Canada, Windsor, Ontario. And I've got two Canadians, eh? Hey.
1: <laughs> hey. Nice work. I'm,
0: I'm learning I'm learning the uh the vernacular. The I'm uh yep. trying to communicate with the locals. <laughs> so uh adding adding the <laughs>
1: You've got your Tim Hortons too, you favorite. And in. I've got my
0: Timmy's. Like, I think you probably used the Toonie to buy that. <laughs> I probably, yeah, you know, I'm doing, I oh. found. Well, I remember th- I was in the, so we're in the Caesars Palace, which is a, it's the same company, but definitely a different version of Caesars than Las Vegas, to be very clear. There's too. no smoke
1: in the casino for That's one. That's fantastic. Yep.
0: I love no smoke in the casino. Um but uh, I remember I, I went and paid for something, and they gave me everything back, and then some change, and I was just like, excuse me, didn't realize that dollars are not a thing
2: nope. in no. Canada. No, when you pay with like a 20, you're getting loads of change. You're getting a
1: handful of
0: change yeah. back. Yeah, cha- yeah. Change, is, change is a little different up in Canada. Yeah, I feel you like your more. piggy bank's fill up faster here they do 100 yeah like (laughs) it's great in a much better fashion because Kayla and I have this big coke bottle that we've been putting change in for seemingly forever and uh, like literally years and I'll bet you there's like 500 dollars in there Mm -hmm. and it's we're probably talking about seven years of putting change in there and then we were just talking about it the other day it's like so what do we what do we want to do like that it's not like we're saving up for a bit. it. That doesn't even buy like a quarter of a plane ticket for anywhere we'd want to go. So, yeah. yeah um, so we'll just we'll start getting toonies and there you go, loonies, Looney. toonies and loonies. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I learned. So anyway, I have two of my very good friends, Craig and Meredith. They own Road of Life Coaching, and we're going to talk a little bit of the road that got them to here. Not just Canada, but the idea of coaching getting excited about you know different communities, different experiences. So whoever wants to go first, I would love to like ask the question, when were you first like, hey, maybe I could be a coach? Do
1: you want to go first? Go, you want me to go, first? go ahead. I think it came sometime between San Diego and Boulder. And so – that's sort of, I guess, Q2 of 2021. And so we had left our corporate jobs um, a few months before and, and immediately tried to basically buy ourselves a new job by starting a business that we quickly decided we hated. And then decided we'd take a step back. like Before we jump into our next business, we need to spend some time on us. So I needed to spend some time on me to figure out what it is I really want to do. And so we were at the retreat where we were hanging with you
2: mm-hmm.
1: and a couple of things happened. A few things happened at that retreat. One, I felt really stressed at that retreat cause I didn't know what I wanted to do. So we're learning business stuff we're learning mindset stuff, but I didn't have a vehicle through which to apply
0: it. Yeah. How does this apply to me? Totally.
1: Yeah. So everyone else was talking about all their businesses. And in fact, even one of the speakers was like, just pick a business. It doesn't matter. Just I'm in windows. Who cares? Just pick a business. I was like, eh, it doesn't feel right to yeah. me. And the other things that happened at that retreat was the Katie Richardson. Yeah. Who not what? Who yeah, are who, you?
0: Who, yeah, who are you?
1: And so that that her her talk really hit me in the feels. Like yeah. That, that she's good at that. Yeah, <laughs> she hit me in the fields pretty hard. And so I started writing my list. And then your one of your talks on what are your ten truths? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I, that was weirdly hard for me. And so after that retreat, we really dug into like who we are as people and started working on ourselves. And it was in that period of self-discovery that I found myself evolving and changing because of the coaching I'd received. And, and it was like, I can do this for other people. And when I started really thinking about it and looked back, I had been doing this throughout different periods of my life already. Mm -hmm. Coaching wasn't actually new to me. Like when I think about it in a past life, like 20 years ago, I was a personal trainer. That's That's a coach. That's
0: definitely a coach. And
1: I loved it, loved, loved. I did it, I put myself through university personal training and and it was wonderful, it was weirdly, Almost counselling with people will tell you a lot of stuff when you're working out first thing in the morning You know everything about their life. Yeah, exactly. And so when I looked back, I was like, yeah I've done this before and I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, and so I think that was my first sort of This is what I want to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna change lanes completely and take a hard left turn and look at coaching other people
0: I just I remember talking with you guys in San Diego and it kind of goes back to the it doesn't matter just pick a business and stuff and you guys, I just remember you guys cuz you guys have always been very health conscious mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you're trying to take your lives to the next level and you're, like, you're like you're <laughs> so. like you're like we're going to buy a grilled cheese company and i was like <laughs> what what like <laughs> that's that's the next move i don't know if that's the next yeah. move yeah. <laughs>
1: and how out of alignment would that feel right now
0: yeah. oh that's it yeah. doesn't even seem like we're in the same yeah. solar totally. system. like by
1: the time we got to boulder like three <laughs> months later and we because we had decided at that point that coaching was where we wanted to yeah. go that retreat felt i felt like a different person at that retreat because i had i felt settled and aligned within myself yeah. that this is the right path
0: yeah so so what about you man when did you make the switch from grilled cheese? <laughs>
2: yeah, it was it, along the same timeline, I think. Um, and Katie Richardson's talk did speak to me as well. Yeah. Yeah. The, the who are you? Because to that point, we had been asking the wrong question. It was like, what do we want to do? What are we going to do with our time? What are we going to do with ourselves? And it yeah. was like, when she said, you're asking the wrong question, it was like she was reaching out and talking right to me, us, mm-hmm. yeah. like, you're asking the wrong question. Who do you want to be? And then we, we thought about that a little bit more. And was like, huh, who do I want to be? And It's almost
0: like B comes before do. I
2: mean, <laughs> 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah. And so started to think about that a little bit and started journaling and writing down who I want to be and realize that I want to be someone who helps other people get through yeah. some of the challenges that I've been through in life. And, you know, when I look back on kind of my experiences, similar to Mayors, it's like, I grew up playing sports. I had coaches in my life since I was like four and they've always helped me, you know, playing sports. And then I was a coach. I I coached a a girls basketball team for a minute with a buddy of mine who who was, yeah. And it, it was a really cool experience. And then in university, I was a uh, big brother, like a big brother, little brother program. You're pretty tall, you're a lot of people's big brother. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I look back on it, and that, that was like a coach mentor situation Absolutely. that, you know, I had a blast. And I still keep in touch with the little boy, he's not a little boy anymore, he's like in his 20s, but I keep in touch with him still, and it's maintained that relationship, and it's just been a really cool experience. And then, so as we're going through this, um, kind of journey of you know who, going down who, the road of life. who do we want going to be down, the down the road of life who do we want to be and, and you know as a result of that what do we ultimately want to do um it just made sense and you brought up coaching you've talked about coaching with us and it was like yeah it makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. like that that's something that that's that's who i want to be i want to be someone that can be an anchor for some or a snow plow yeah. for someone else a cornerstone, help people, you know, get past some of those challenges in their life that they yeah. don't know kind of how to navigate.
0: Yeah, and, and I think a lot of people, they're not necessarily, it goes back to the kind of cliche saying at this point of, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I met you guys in Phoenix, you know, how how much you guys, how you would show up for other people and how often you would try to be, you know, very compassionate yet insightful and, you know, guiding. I mean, coaching's in both of your DNAs. like, I think we, it's interesting because looking back, we see it plain as day now. Mm -hmm. But like you said, you know, I had a lot of pressure on me and that thing because it's like I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I think that kind of goes back to the societal norms of so many people are focused on you know what do you do so so much so that if you say hey you know who are you you if you try to answer that question that is in katie richardson's talk people will answer with what they do what Mm -hmm. they do is their identity Mm -hmm. and i think when people start removing out of that you know one of the things that you know i have to do as a coach there's a lot of times where people will say you know i'm just so angry and w- one of the things that people need to identify is anger is an action. It's not an identity. So mm-hmm. if you say, I'm so angry, you've got to pull them out of that. And so one of the things that I'll use on people is they'll say, I'm so angry. And I'm like, where are you angry? And they're like, <laughs> uh, what what do, you, what do you mean? No, like, where do you feel the mm-hmm. anger? Is it like in your heart? It, like Is it in your brain? Like, are you like... Tense in your knees like where are you angry and what i what i actually just did without them realizing is i pulled them out of their brain out of the identity and i made them take an objective approach because here's the thing we've all been angry at something but like if you're let's say that you're super angry at you know someone that knocked you over on the way to the bathroom or something but at that moment do you still love mare of course. Like, there's nothing on planet Earth that's going to make you not love her. So, of course. Uh-oh. Well, now you're angry and you're in love? No, it's just where are you directing your energy? Right. Emotion stands for energy in motion. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people get so emotional around things, and so they're going, oh, this is what I do. And so that's why we try to make, you know, emotions our identity. And we try to do all of these things, but we're making work our identity. We're making our social circles our identity. And I think that's why when, you know, people like you kind of pull themselves out of the rat race and then they ask that question, you guys are like, w- wow, where, who who am I? Mm-hmm. Like, what? And so mm-hmm. then you just look back to the patterns and it's like, I've always cared. I've always helped people. This is the way I show up. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of bolster that and you become the person who shows up, who equips, who adds awareness to people's lives. And you know, it's we talked about, you know, before we got on this 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 podcast, you know, things that people need. I talk a lot about the archer. I won't go into that story, but bottom line is anybody making a decision that's going to move the needle in their life, move things down forward, they need two things, sight and stability. Mm-hmm and a lot of people have a vision. A lot of people have that goal, they have a dream. Well, they have a dream before they have a goal cuz a lot of people they don't know how to build the plan so it turns into a goal, but they definitely have a dream. That's called vision. Mm-hmm. But not not a lot of people are making decisions from a stable frame of like mind, a stable framework, a stable footing. And I think that's what like good coaches do, and that's something that you know. I was I was talking to you guys before we got on this. Is like one thing that you guys bring to the table really easily is this super stable approach to life, mm-hmm. to execution, an objective way of looking at it. So you know, one of the things that I would really like to ask is, you know, where does where does that come from? Because stability is not easy, especially in today's day and age. And then you know, you've you've gone through you know a divorce before it's hard to stay stable you guys have both left corporate jobs it's hard to stay stable mm-hmm. you guys are are married and have one of the best marriages that I've ever seen and it's super st- I love they both wink uh, so for anybody we're going to put this on YouTube you need to go on YouTube right now and see what just happened because right when we said that unprompted they both winked at each other so <laughs> I'm telling you, this is a special relationship, but it's because they dream together, they see together, they have that vision together, but they're also stable together. So where does this sta- Like, give us some cheat codes. Like, people need some help out there to get st- stable. They want stability in their marriage or their relationships. What, give us some of the secret sauce. And also, everyone who's watching this. None of this is prompted. I did not tell them any of these questions because these are questions that are just coming out of my brain as it comes to keep the authenticity alive. Um, So they're sitting here thinking about... uh, Oh, crap. What do we say? Well, that's a great Hmm. question. (laughs) So who wants to go first on where stability comes from?
2: You want me to go? Yep, go ahead. Um, For me, because you alluded to, um, you know, I've been in other relationships that didn't work out. I you know, went through a divorce, and um, so life wasn't always stable. But I feel as though having this relationship and putting prioritizing it—it's—it's—it's mm-hmm. it's, it's a priority for me. Like for us we we put in the time like we make sure there's date nights we make sure we're checking in with each other to see how'd your day go how are your thoughts on this like we're going down this path where are you like this here's where i am but i want to make sure that you're cool with this like you're comfortable with this so i think it's just checking in and having that open communication and really prioritizing what matters to you because if you if it matters to you, you have to, you have to make it a priority. And mm-hmm. if you don't, then it's gonna fall by the wayside. Other things are gonna get in the way, like work and kids and other things in life happen. But if you don't prioritize your relationship, um, it's eventually going to kind of crumble, little whittle away. Like it's gonna, it's, so I think that that's a big one for us is putting a huge priority and open communication, checking in frequently.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to be stable if you don't know what the heck's going on.
2: Yeah, yeah. Or
0: if you're not there. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. What What about you?
1: Um, uh, I obviously 100% agree with everything that's been said so far. Um,
0: <laughs> She's like, ditto. Totally ditto.
1: Um, <laughs> also, I think we we get stability from our shared vision. Like, what I mean by that is like, we. Did an exercise and we, it wasn't a one and done, but we sat down and what do we want our life to be like? What mm-hmm. do we want our future to be like? And we looked at it from all aspects. Like, what do we want our relationship to be like? All of our relationships, family, friends, everybody. Yeah. What do we, where do we want to live? What do we want our free time to look like? What do we want our career to look like? What What do we want all of
2: these things to look like? And we got really super specific. And we did that individually to start Yes. and then oh, came wow. together cool. yeah. to see where do we align, mm-hmm. and where are there gaps? Yeah, and we were we were pretty aligned. Pretty obviously. aligned for sure. Yeah,
1: there's. I mean, there were certain things like he, he said he wanted to run an Ironman. I certainly don't want to do that, <laughs> but I am very excited to stand on the sidelines and cheer him on. Like i that, that's cool. But a lot of the stuff that we wrote down was very aligned. Like we've got a very aligned vision of our life and our future. And like I said, we're, we're not going to do that once and forget about it. That's a, That's a, a, recurring, a recurring thing. So we, we sat down after that a few months later and like, what's our 10-year plan? What's our five-year plan? And, and I've never done that. Like when I was in my corporate career, it's like, where do you see yourself in five years? Oh my God, I hated that question. Yeah. I literally had no idea where I saw myself in five years. Yeah. Hated it. And I, and I, I also think there's just a level of appreciation and respect. Yeah. Like, because we didn't meet till our 30s. Yeah. Um, even though I'm sure we crossed paths like multiple times. We both come from similar areas of the world and I'm sure we crossed paths. It's, I'd love to see like if Salo or Belfer could have followed me around for a couple of years with a, with a camera. Like how often was how like often Craig did just we like, meet or just miss? <laughs> but we met at the right time and I, I had been single essentially for a decade and huh. gone on a lot of terrible dates. He did his own thing, was in another relationship and so I think by the time we came together, we knew what we wanted in a partner. We could see that and we can respect each other. And I remember, I've been told by a couple of people a lot of times, like, it's all about who you marry. Yeah. It really like, it's all about your partner. 100%. It's all about the person you choose and it's work. Like I remember saying in my twenties, you mean it's not like the work's not finding him? The work comes after? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, like I haven't, cause she had a really, they, they had a great marriage. They have a great marriage and I said, like, after I find him, I have to do work? And she said, yeah, that's when it starts. Once yeah. you find that person, that's when the work starts. Oh, and so like good. that communication and the check-in. And and the other, the last thing I'll say is, uh, it's going to sound weird, but we hug. Like, every day, we mm. hug. And yeah. like that physical touch, like there's something about the oxytocin release. And, oh, yeah. Like, I think that's also that's also important in terms of keeping us Stable and looking the same way, going in the same direction.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. one of one of the things that mayors me- mentioned multiple times that I I just always love w- watching you light up when you talk about Craig because when you left and you did the I love you more through the window, <laughs> we basically had like a little love fest on how much everyone loves Craig. Which I mean, I yeah. love you more by the way. <laughs> <laughs> <I think laughs> exactly. I you more, now, now it's now it's now it's memorialized. <laughs> like. Craig, when you watch this later, <laughs> it's still <laughs> I love true. You more. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's uh, she said, you know, one of the things that he's done from the beginning is every time we would experience something, he would say, "How was that for you? How what what were your favorite parts?" And like you even mentioned, like checking in with mm-hmm. with her and saying, "Hey, it, like we're going down this road. Like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that?" And I think one of the things that is important in the vision and the shared, you know, vision is the shared experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people forget that if they're in the same room, they're still having a different experience until they communicate. Yep. Yep. And so even with you guys, like in, in, in this scenario, you know, creating content, creating a podcast, talking about your life, all of these things you know you're having an experience right now he's having an experience but we we know that when all, we're, all is said and done at some point you're going to look over at her and go hey how was that for you mm-hmm. hey what did you th-? and then it kind of syncs up the experience mm-hmm. 100% so once we sync the experience so you had yours you had yours and then we sync them we just get more stable so that communication and that shared experience is almost like curing the foundation that mm-hmm. we're building on and a yeah. lot of that
2: happens for us um at night when we go to bed we we check in like just before we go to sleep it's like you know how is that for you like it's yeah. a, like a little bit of a debrief mm-hmm. and just yeah. just to, like the, here's how I took that or I how I experienced that how was that for you and yeah. you know we get that we just get that alignment there it's cool
0: so the the other thing that uh you know I think you know let's just talk about how crazy people think sometimes like coaches are or getting coaching is Mm -hmm. um and because we can take a deep dive on this because you know when we boil everything down to this we're all sitting in another country because right now even though yes you guys (laughs) live in canada you guys live like 18 hours from here in Mm -hmm. canada Mm -hmm. that's right um but currently, in the complete opposite direction, you're living 18 hours from here in like AZ. That's right. Yep. So, um, but you're here. <laughs> you've you've flown in, you know, thousands of miles away, so that you
2: can go to pizza night.
1: Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, they I've been having the FOMO of pizza night on <laughs> social media for 33 watching, weeks.
2: Watching Berkeley make those pizzas every Friday. With the it's chef's
1: like, hat. Like, yeah. Geez, I got to get, get in there. there and
2: get one of those. Pizzas. I got to get <laughs> yeah. So. For me,
0: you know, there's a lot of people who say, you know, Greg, how did you do it? And it's such an interesting question because, you know, they can talk about like similar to what we talked about here. Like, you know, is it a good marriage or is it a business or is it you got on stage or you became hey, a coach, whatever. But they, so many people are like they, they go so fast to the word, this specific word. And I know you guys have heard me talk about this, but the specific word of how. Mm hmm. And I always reconfigure those letters and I say, it's so, it's the who and pizza night is so much more than pizza night because, you know, we're doing this as our first real event of the TFP group. And we have a lot of Canadians that have joined our group and Dale and Marla have this pizza night. And so we just put it on the books as, as more of an afterthought because it wasn't actually on there. And then we were like, no, let's, this could be really cool because it's become like this staple But then everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'm totally coming to that. And the magic moments that happen from literally just this phrase, showing up, Mm -hmm. is basically everything. Because think about it. Are you going to have a great marriage if you don't show up? Nope. Are you going to have a great business if you don't show up? Mm -hmm. And so the community that can take you to the next level is so important but you have to show up Mm -hmm. and there's so many people who won't. And then this goes back to what, what Craig said. Like I asked him about stability. What does stability mean for you? And this, that, the other, the first thing that he says is priority, priority, priority. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, if, if, I want to build a community, I've got to show up and make it a priority. If I want to be a part of the community, I've got to contribute. Like in mm-hmm. our Facebook group, the final percent network, like you guys are holding down wonderful Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So you guys are, are, are sharing your journey. And one of the things we take a, a, a page out of Russell Brunson's book of, you know, document, don't create mm-hmm. like we're sitting in a hotel in their business center which, you know, if someone walks in, just for all the listeners, you know, we may have to press pause. and Or maybe we just give them a microphone we interview them. Who knows? <laughs> we never know what's going to happen. But we made it a priority. We met last night. We talked about things. And we made it a priority. Like, you know, we met at 7 a.m. our time, mm-hmm. which isn't early for you guys. It is early for <laughs> me. Um, but we, you have to make it a priority, and then we're gonna make it a priority to love on the community and talk to the community. And I think that people oftentimes get coaching misconstrued because they show up, and we talked about this before the, the, um, the interview started, is they show up as a consumer. So they're like, I paid you the money for the coaching, um, so fix me. Right. It's like, no, yeah, you didn't actually, like, you didn't go to the doctor. We're not performing a bypass, and now Mm -hmm. you can go eat the cheeseburger. (laughs) Like, we're more of, oh, you're about to have a heart attack. Let's go get on the treadmill and stop messing up on the diet. Mm -hmm. Like, we're going to help you through that. We're going to give you encouragement. We're going to give you tips. But We're we're going to give you the truth. We're going to tell you the truth, unfortunately. And, And that's the biggest thing that I think in coaching, people will pay tons of money but then they don't do the work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or they pay tons of money and they think that it's a, a done-for-you service. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love what's actually going around right now is they say, you know, abs and a good body and this, that, and the other is, you know, basically one of the only things you can't just go buy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you, it's easier to go get a Ferrari than be healthy. Because you can just buy that and instantly have it and you can still, you know, have whatever lifestyle choices you want. But if you, like, Meredith has, like, a biological age, like, way lower than mine from we're all on biome and we're really t- taking a deep dive. But it's like... That that's someone I want to hang out with. I don't want to hang out with someone where it's like, so I'm thirty-seven, my biological age, now I've been working on this guys, is forty. So like immediately I'm like, I I need to get this down.
1: And then Meredith's over here, you know I'm forty, my biological age is thirty four. Yeah, so she's like
0: she's six years below her like that would be the equivalent of me having a biological age of thirty one. And I'm just like, so that's someone I wanna hang out with. That's someone where they're setting an example that is an environment for me to go to the next level. And I think that that's important to recognize about, you know, coaching is about more often than not being around people that are better than you at something. Mm -hmm. If you're the best at everything in the room, you should probably get into a new room. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I love, you know, hanging out with people like you because it immediately makes me a better human being. And, you know, I, I went through this health journey. And, you know, I, most of the people I hang out with, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm like, man, I'm making some good decisions. And then I hang out with you guys. I'm like, man, I still have. I got I to be way more disciplined. <laughs> These guys are crushing me. Because, like, I, 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 last night we were all hanging out. I had three diet Pepsis. And, like, you couldn't even pay these guys to put Diet Pepsi in their body. And I'm like, gosh, I, I got to get to that level. <laughs> like, I am not at the final percent, but that's who I want to be around, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, full disclosure, probably a year ago, I mean, that would have been 10 Diet Pepsis. <laughs> like, it would have been way, way worse. And so it's just, it's around being, like, it's about being around those people. But... I think just talking about that because so many people will come into personal growth, they come into coaching, and they think that it's basically like a consumer thing. I paid for this, guaranteed result. See you later. Let's talk about like the real work you guys have gone through. Mm -hmm. Like how, just you know, and not just from everyone knows that there's always a monetary investment, but like I'm talking about like the mental investment, Mm -hmm. the learning investment, the the work, the the trust in yourself investment. All of these things, like, talk about that journey of just having to dig in and freaking do the work.
1: It was huge. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't, I don't even know where to start with it, to be honest. Like, and you said the monetary investment. I didn't even go there. That is not, that That's, didn't even cross my mind. Okay. That was like, that was the bottom least of, the of it. It's
2: the bottom of the list. And
1: it's the
0: easiest. It's yeah. th- for sure the easiest. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I I don't know. For me, the, we really started digging in and doing the work when we were in New Orleans, and we started that meditation series. Like for me, that was the first. Well, I guess in San Diego, we set the the message in a bottle. We set the goals. Like, yeah. Big, scary, audacious. Scary, goals. audacious goals. Yes. Yeah, and we had been talking before that because we had we had moved back east to PEI, and there was a lovely little running trail in the backyard, and we started running a bit and. He's like, I want to run a marathon. It's been on my mind for a while. So he wrote that down. And and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not a runner. And I'll talk about that ad nauseum at some other point in my life. But I've never been a runner, like was never. I was an avid anti-runner. And so just getting out and running a few laps in the Mm -hmm. backyard was like pretty big for me. So I'm like, I'll run a 10K. And he looks at me and says, you could run a 10K tomorrow if you really tried. You need to put a half marathon on the list. And it pissed me off he brought it up multiple times and I'm like, leave it alone. I'm not running a half marathon, like multiple times. Yep. And then we're on that stupid boat trying to get real big, scary goals. And I was like, oh, fine. I'll write down the stupid half marathon. <laughs> so I did. And then in April, we we started doing a meditation series. And yeah. and the very first week in the meditation series was about forgiveness. And so that was big for me. There was some, some shit Oops, there were some stuff <laughs> <laughs> that I needed to dig into. It was shit. It really was. Sorry. So that was my favorite
0: part. That's the that's now the best part of the podcast.
1: <laughs> so like th- that Right off the bat, there was some stuff I had to work through and release.
0: That's definitely gifable and memeable, by the <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> Cut that out and uh, <laughs> slow that. That's, that. that's going to be a private little outtake for uh, the TFP Network <laughs> Facebook group. Oh, oh
1: good. <laughs> um, so that, that for me was the first start. And I, I, also, when we were in New Orleans, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I need to. I, t- I kept a gratitude journal for five minutes twenty years ago. It didn't stick for me then. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I need to. I need to buy a journal. So I like, I was on Amazon and picked a journal that I thought was pretty that I would write in, like, and I started doing that every day, writing in my journal. And not like a traditional, what am I feeling journal? It was like super structured because I'm I'm a little structured. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what works for me. Yeah. So I what five things I'm grateful for. And then my goals, the first of which was I have completed a half marathon. I had to write it out every day. And so I wrote my 10 goals, like my 10 big goals. And then my who am I's, my five who am I's from Katie's talk. Yeah. And then my 10, which I turned into 12 magically. Once I got 10, two more just came to me. So my 10, my 12 truths. I love and this. And so that was my like everyday journaling. And like, I don't know that journaling wasn't the single most effective thing I did to help me transform. And by having to write down that I've completed a half marathon every day. Yeah i had to i had to do it i had yeah, to work at that had to do the work. and so like and crushed it. totally crushed it, which was and it was like not without obstacles like oh yeah the run itself was the least of it in, in the end like i ended up spraining my ankle I ended up getting yeah. shin splints it was a friggin physiological nightmare leading oh, yeah. up to it to the point that he was like so like the most i'd run before the 21.1 kilometers was 7k in Denver at altitude. I nearly freaking died by the way. But he's like, what are you gonna do? How, what, what's your plan for the half marathon? I'm like, I have no idea. I'm just gonna run until my shins hurt and see how it goes. And if I have to run one in Arizona before my year is up because I gave myself a year to do it, then I'll run it in Arizona. So good. I'm just gonna see how it goes. And Killed it just went like, you- it, it was great. I turned, on a, I turned on some music. I turned on Coach Bennett from Nike. Just, uh, just happy coincidence that the coach, of the head Nike running coach, is Bennett. I love it. And so it. I had Coach Bennett. And low key,
0: while he's talking, like you see his face.
1: Totally. <laughs> like it, it was. It ended up being totally awesome, and I feel like the half marathon work was like a m- metaphor, or s- symbolizes all the other work that had to go into. It's so
0: the believing the, I could. the whole running thing was so interesting for me because. In San Diego. I think that's when we decided to do it. Was it in San Diego or was it in Denver? No, it was Den- Boulder. Denver. Yeah. Denver. So so Craig's talking to me and I sign up for this stupid marathon as well. And I, it's, it's so interesting. So I'm just going to fast forward because I want to get to Craig's response on this. But my take on this is he and i end up he he f- flies in for something and right before the TFP summit that's what it was like the day before or something yes we're just like hey we're going to go on one of our practice runs but what if we just ran the marathon right now <laughs> like what if, let's just do that and so like i'm so not not in shape to like <laughs> let's do the marathon now but i'm really good at not quitting yeah um so i i I would and to be very clear here's why you need a team and you need great people around you cuz the chances of me finishing the marathon if he wasn't running with me are actually zero. <laughs> not like I probably wouldn't have like I would not have. But one of the big lessons for me on running the marathon and we had some great conversations but the big thing that came to to me was the stupid saying when people go Life's a marathon, not a sprint. And I'm like, I would rather sprint than run a marathon every single time. Because check this out. When you get to like 18, 19, 20, 21 miles and you have a fractured foot, you're going, I have got to be the dumbest person. (laughs) And I'm hobbling like a penguin and, like, I'm cramping up, and we're trying to get into the freaking Jeep, and, like, our legs are just, like, see, this, and we're just, like, but what if it, like, bent? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're, like, trying to get in, and there's all these things happening, and it's just so interesting because now, you know, my relationship with you guys and then him actually challenging me to the marathon as well, and then, you know, I was kind of in your – I said yes, too. Like, why did I do that? Fine. And uh, – but – I've used that so much. And then in solidarity, because I couldn't make it to the PEI marathon, mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, oh, well, you're not going to run a, a marathon. Well, they, again, they don't know me. So I was speaking in Washington, D.C. I say it from stage, and I actually recruited a bunch of people who are like, I'm running a marathon with you. <laughs> One person actually ran the whole thing with me. And then we got to talk, and I had I, – I, I mapped it out on Garmin and I had my whole thing run me by every single national monument. Pretty so I'm like going to like the Jefferson Memorial and the Lincoln Memorial and the Washington Memorial and the White House and the Capitol building. I mean, I'm never going to forget that run. Mm-hmm. And but then the thing is, is like, when did that run start? It started the day that Craig said, you know, you like and just. So matter of fact, that's his superpower that kind of pisses me (laughs) off sometimes. He'll ask you questions. So matter of fact, you want to run with me? You're running with me, right? And I'm like,
1: Uh, okay,
0: sure. Like I just go super machismo. Like, (laughs) of course I'm going to freaking run a marathon. And then like my brain, I'm not kidding. Like 30 seconds after I agree to this stupid thing, I'm like, what did I just do? (laughs) I hate running. Like I actually hate running Me too. But it taught me so much about life and myself, Mm -hmm. when to sprint, when not to sprint, why they say you can't sprint a marathon. But then it also taught me like consistency and not stopping Mm -hmm. and getting to the end on those big, hairy, audacious goals. Mm -hmm. It's actually way harder than any sprint. Mm -hmm. Like, and marathons are way harder. Like anybody could like run from one end to a football field to another, all at different paces. Mm -hmm. But legitimately, not everyone can run a marathon.
1: No, and to your point around like health and abs and all that stuff, like you can't run a marathon if you don't put the work in every day. You can't skip days and expect to be able to do it.
0: I will say, I was still leading up to my marathon thing, so like the longest I had run before we did it was ten miles, and that damn near killed me. Mm -hmm. And then of course I'm like, hey, let's dude, let's just do it now, and you're like, okay, like. You sure, bro? Like you have an event in like a, two days. So I'm like, I got this. But you crushed it. Crushed is a... a finished cr- it. Rest, Finished is probably... More. When you finish a marathon, that crushed you it. crushed it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair.
1: By definition.
0: But no. man, I, like, I cannot stress the importance of like building things. Like we always say doing cool things with cool people. Yep. Like I could not have gotten to the end of it if I didn't have you right by my side. And I think that that's the thing that people really discount because they're, they go, I'm a self made man. Well, no, you're not. Like, you came from your mom, regardless. So, that's already not true. <laughs> but who wants to do anything alone? Like, it's so much more fun to do things with cool people. Like, it was funny. I was, so, we started this company called TFP Life. And I had someone ask me, because we had a bunch of people like, come in as, as initial investors and they actually asked me like you, I don't, you don't need to have inve- like why would you have investors and I'm like well, why, why wouldn't I have investors well like is it like you're mitigating risk I said no I like building things with people and it's I've learned that businesses are way more successful if there are people along the lines with it if there are things with it and doing cool things with cool people whether it's a marriage a friendship business learning you find as many cool people as you can and then you show up Mm -hmm. and that's what we're doing here at pizza night so Mm -hmm. I know I just had to interject my marathon story (laughs) because you know Craig's this genesis of weird big hairy audacious (laughs) fitness goals (laughs) but you know take us down your road whether you know running community why we're here all of those things
2: yeah. So I, this, it really was, I think, um, last year was like the year of growth. It, it was transformation. Year, yeah. Yeah, it really was. Um, so I think going to some of those retreats, um, starting in Arizona, to your point, like felt a little lost at that retreat. Didn't really know kind of, we were still fresh out of our corporate jobs and kind of I would say a ship without a rudder. We were just kind of out there kind of bobbing in the ocean, trying to figure out who we were and what we wanted to do. And then, um, you know, the next one, the the message in a bottle, and we really had to get clear on what are we going to, what do we want to do over the next year and write down some big audacious goals. Mm -hmm. And the marathon was one that um, had been in the back of my mind for quite a while. Uh, My dad ran marathons when I was a kid, and I always thought that was pretty impressive that he was able to do that. And so... It was always a kind of a goal of mine, but always a back burner. I never really never put in the time or the effort to do it. And then eventually decided that, you know, it's time. Let's, 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 let's do this thing. Um, But I think it really started with um, the meditations that you talked about um, and journaling those, those two things for me um, have been game changers. Like it really, I went internal. Like I've never in my corporate world, I never took the time to focus on me and figure out who I was and what I wanted to be. And this journey has really turned that inward on me. So it was really, you know, I I realized that going through this, when you talk about those meditations, like guided meditations around forgiveness and abundance and uh, gratitude, that I I was carrying a little bit of anger um, of past experiences that I had to forgive and not just other people, but also myself. Like I went through a bad relationship and, you know, I, I played a part in that obviously, right? Uh, 50% of it. So, you know, and when you go through something like that, you feel like a failure. Mm -hmm. And like you, so you carry that with you and you have to, you have to look inward and, you were doing the best you could in the moment. You have to kind of forgive yourself and forgive others who have kind of maybe done some things that you don't appreciate in your past and um, just let it go. It doesn't serve you going forward. And so I think that was a real turning point for me was letting some of that stuff go and growing as a person um, and then journaling every day, like figuring out who I was, who I wanted to be, writing out my goals. I write them out every day. And so I've got line of sight to them every day. One of them was a marathon. I wrote it out every day, run a marathon, run a marathon. Um, and Was able to check that off. So it was really cool. It, I think it's- We
0: still have one more marathon to run because we have to at least get three
2: Yeah, together. Yeah, and we, yeah, we want to run, m- maybe come to PEI? Oh, I'm, di-
0: I'm in. Yeah. And then we're also, so one thing everyone should know, we're going to ride our bikes across America. Yeah. So like his marathon moment is my before I'm 40 I have to do what's called the Ram Race which Kayla is not excited about. No. She will definitely be in the car following me protecting me from traffic. She has already told me that's a non-negotiable and it needs to be her cuz she's like I need to be the one protecting you. Mm-hmm. Um so that's going to be a little crazy, you know. It's only like 3200 miles on a
2: bike. It's going to be <laughs> such a cool adventure. Oh my goodness. And that's
0: and that's the Looking real thing is that.
2: is the adventure. And I told my dad about that. Oh God! So because my dad, he's into he ran marathons, like I yeah. talked about, and he loves sports, and he's just big like, pickleballer. Yeah, he's big loves pickleball. pickleball. Oh, we should go find he's a pickleball. In his, he's in his late sixties now. Can't do the things that he used to be able yeah. to do, but still loves athletic feats and accomplishments. Yeah. And so he, every time I see him, I remember the text I sent you the other day. Hey, hey, when do you think we're gonna look into doing that race? Yeah. yeah. My dad. Every time I see him, because I mentioned to it one time, and, which is every he, week, right? He's in Arizona too. He, okay. So every week, he asks me every day, every time I see him. So uh, what's the what's the update on the race? When you doing that race? When you gonna do? He he wants me and, so badly to do this race. He's told him multiple
1: times, like I don't know. I'll let you. So know. have
2: you have you bought your bike yet? No. Oh, <laughs> I haven't even started training. I, <laughs> so what I'm we so should wrong, do? I'm still doing
0: some stuff. But. What we should do when? Um, when we're in Arizona, because we're, we're coming up on the first uh, TFP retreat, March 3rd, we should go shop for your bike. Yes. And I'll, I'll help you get fitted so that you don't get got with one of the bike yeah. salesmen. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, yeah,
2: that'll be a milestone that he'll appreciate. Like, he'll oh, see yeah. some progress. He'll He's be like, like, okay,
0: oh, oh, you have a bike. This, so this is
2: doing. This is gonna Stop. go down. Oh, oh, it's going
0: down. <laughs> yeah. I like. I just. I, I really need people to do it with me and train because if I don't have anyone, I will do it by myself, which means it's no longer a relay, which mm-hmm. means I will probably die. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you have like there's you have eight days, I think, to finish the race, and doing that when you're. A, like alone on a bike, that means you have to average something like what 360 400
2: miles. 400 miles or something so per 400 a day. Yeah, yeah per yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like well, I can assure you, day. you will not have to do it alone. You can count, I will be there. <laughs> you have at
0: least one more person, you have at least one more. I, <laughs> I know yeah. Salo's in. Sal- yeah, Salo's, Salo's been my cycling buddy for a long time. So, and
1: I hope Julie's still in so she can do the hills for you, dude. <laughs> I,
0: you know, i Kayla doesn't <laughs> okay, like this. But, like, I want the descents, which <laughs> I'm pretty good at. But uh, she doesn't want me to be because that means I'm at 60 miles an hour on a bicycle. Malsa. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun. We're, gonna, we're just going to have a good time. Yeah. I'll be
1: in the car with Kayla. <laughs>
0: but how cool is that going to be? Because if you think about it, like, how much great footage is that going to be with you guys owning Amazing. the road of life? Totally. Yeah. I think the people, <laughs> people don't always realize with the road of life... One of the big things that you have to do on your road of life is identify your vehicle. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. you're in a car. Sometimes the road of life is a dirt road. Sometimes you're building the road. Sometimes it's an interstate. It's a highway. It's a city street. Yeah. And one of the big things that you have to understand, okay, here's my vehicle. And then what's the speed limit? Like, And so a lot of people you know, are in a school zone, but they think they're on the interstate. And that's why they're business model or their life is fundamentally broken because they're in the wrong vehicle on the wrong road going the wrong speed Mm -hmm. and that's why i love all of the different things that you guys are tying into the road of life because everyone's traveling roads Mm -hmm. yeah everyone's doing these different things um we have a course coming out Mm -hmm. uh you know i think it's going to be launched as soon as our uh first tfp retreat so it'll be available on our app, on the Final Percent web- website, and then as well as your own website, which we're working on, which mm-hmm. is going to be really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we're, we're going to be finalizing the logo here soon. Yep. So that's pretty cool. It's exciting times. It's Very really it's exciting. It's cool. It's it's mm-hmm. really cool. Yep. Where is, what's the best way right now for people to contact you if they need a little bit more of the – road life coaches in their life what's the best whether it's an email mm-hmm. uh whether it's uh instagram what's the preferred method of contact so that people can say hey i want to have another conversation with these guys
1: i think probably instagram's the easiest place to get us right now yeah,
2: instagram or facebook we're on both yeah. both instagram social platforms instagram, yeah.
1: i'm at mf mckay
2: mf mckay at csh bennett
0: CHS Bennett. CSH Bennett. C-C- Stephen C- Hubert. Stephen Hubert <laughs> Bennett. Middle
2: names.
1: Look at you. Right. You were today years old when you learned that. I was,
0: yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> learning all kinds of things with you guys. So. But uh, yeah, I, I'm really excited. It's an honor to, you know, be partners with you guys. I mean, obviously, you guys are huge in our TFP community. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're building, you know, like your own arm of like our coaching firm because. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's so many things that both of you guys are just absolute, like when you guys really enter your, like, and I know maybe this isn't the most politically correct term. It's just how I feel sometimes. I love finding people where when they enter their zone of genius, I get put in my zone of stupidity <laughs> because I immediately become better and smarter and I'm learning something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the way that you guys approach life, the way that you guys are building your experiences are vastly different than mine. And one of the things that I do is like I will surround myself with people who like structures in their DNA because then by proxy I get more structured. Mm-hmm. But here's the cool thing because I'm this like free thinking spirit started out as a musician. If I surround myself with a bunch of people who are structured by the very nature of that, I have to be less structured because they take care of so much of the extra st- st- structure. Mm mm-hmm. And so abstract thought, like technology, all of these things, you guys, by its very nature, like you have to learn and think about that way. Let's just because you can be like,
2: mm-hmm. oh, uh, let's, just, that.
0: let's just call Greg. Yes. I don't I don't I don't need to go down that road. He's gone down that road. We can we can stay off of that city street. Mm-hmm. We don't need to go into the weeds. That's we right. don't need to go into that we'll school zone and slow here. it down. We're going to stay on the highway. And, you know, we're just going to give Greg a call Mm -hmm. and we're going to keep going our speed. And I think that that's one of the things is how often do you have to take an exit on your road? How often do you have to get off the interstate of where you're going of your destination to get gas, to Mm -hmm. fill yourself back up, to go learn something new? Now, if it's an adventure, do it as often as you want. Mm Sure. Sure. But when you do it out of necessity, because you're like, oh my god, I feel like I'm lost. When you mm-hmm. do it out of necessity, and it's the middle of the night, and the person you're getting information from is like a questionable gas station attendant, <laughs> just go down this road, and like the lightning strikes. It's like,
1: I don't know if I want to go down that road. We <laughs> like adventure, so, <laughs> not that much. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I like adventure, but uh, not not peril. Yeah. Um, exactly. And I love, I love the approach you guys are taking. I, think, I love analogies. I think it helps really simplify things for mm-hmm. people. And just the idea of the road of life... The destinations, mapping your your life out, and getting the right map to get you where you want to go. You guys, you guys are basically map designers. Yeah. And you guys are you guys are you know cartographers and mm-hmm. helping people you know traverse things that they didn't know existed. They didn't know that there were national parks on the road. And it's like, hey, yeah. by the way, you're going to go here, and you should stop at this park because it's oh, really yeah. rad. And that park might be a great marriage. That park yeah. might be a great mm-hmm. seminar. That park might be a retreat. That park might be whatever it is. But people are going to feel way safer to do it if they have the right coaching, the right map, the right mentors, and they feel supported along the way. And so, I love your approach to coaching. Um, it's an honor, honor, honor to be a part of it. And I, I can assure everyone listening to this podcast, this is probably the first of many <laughs> discussions with uh, McKay and Bennett because mm-hmm. they're, they're definitely, you know. I'm not going to tell them who. I mean, they're in the top two of my favorite people. I'm not going to say who made two. (laughs) I got to give a shout out to my dad. That's something he says. He goes, you know, if you're not number one, you're in the top two. (laughs) I'm like, what does that say? Um, The other thing my dad always says that I'll give the listeners: say this to your your waiter. Um, When you sit down and the waiter says, you know, how are you doing? Look at your waiter and say I feel a lot more like I do now than I did when I got here. And just look at what their fa- look at their face when you say that to them. <laughs> My dad says that so often and uh it's uh it's very much a Jeffism. So <laughs> with that being said, thanks for taking this road of life with us. Thank you to the Road of Life coaches and uh hopefully We also see you guys at pizza night. If you guys are there, it's going to be pretty fantastic. And then uh, look out for their course. Come hang out with us in Arizona. And then we'll chop a bunch of this uh, interview up into little segments with all the best stories so that you can kind of do micro consumption if you don't have uh, 54 minutes and 50 seconds to listen to the whole (laughs) episode so thank you guys so much i love you more i love you more and when you guys watch this later i love you more